Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Girl Power Hour. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening, spending your at least an hour of your Wednesday with me. Um, I want to get to a few announcements before we get to our show, but first let me remind you that today we will be talking about welcoming endings and new beginnings. This is a show divinely designed for the new year. So for those of you just tuning in, not necessarily knowing what you're tuning in for, that is what we will be discussing today. Uh, I have a few important announcements first I want to run by you guys, um, just because I'm really excited about a few things that are happening on the show, and I, uh, I want to let all of our normal listeners in on the great news. Recently, I have been contacted um, by a few agents that have some really great talent that they're wanting to get on the show. And so I want to put this out there. If you are listening and you have a message you want to share with the world, uh, please contact me. I, I always am looking for new guests, and I'm always open to the potential to have you on the show. So you can contact me via email. You can go to my website, my personal website, TashaHumphreys.com, or you can go to the Girl Power Hour page, which is uh, the Blog Talk Radio page you're on right now if you're listening, or the Girl Power Hour page on Facebook. Either of those will offer you my personal email address, Cherokee Cherie, that's Cherokee as in the Native American, Cherie, C-H-E-R-E, at Hotmail.com. And you can contact me there if you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion for a guest, or if you manage talent and would like to hopefully get your um, client on the show, I would be open to talking with you about that. And these particular guests that uh, I have scheduled, I'm extremely excited about. The first one I want to talk to you about is Valerie Green. And she is a relationship coach and a relationship mentor. Um, She helps women inspire their men to fulfill their deepest needs and desires. Um, She's a highly successful relationship coach. And this is an, an alternative to relationship therapy. She helps women and couples create deep emotional intimacy. So this isn't just about problem-solving or communication skills. She really goes a little bit deeper than that. Um, She has a uh, free e-guide that she shared with thousands of women called Manifest Lasting Love. Manifest Lasting Love. And um, actually, she has a website if you want to check out uh, Valerie Green and learn a little bit more about her. It's www.coach. Valerie Green, and that's V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Green with an E at the end, dot com, and you can get more information there. She will be on the show January 11th at 3 p.m. Central, so be sure to tune in for that. She's going to have a lot of great information for us, and she's going to be talking about three mistakes successful women make that repel love and the simple formula to have the relationship of your dreams now. And I have to say, uh, initially, this was a bit of an interesting topic for me because as a feminist, when I hear anything that has to do with how a woman can keep a man or continue to, you know, make a man happy, it really strikes a chord with me. But in talking with Valerie, um, I can assure you that this is more about empowering you as a woman and honestly helping you understand where in ways we are 
preventing our abilities to have the love that we desire and that we deserve. Um, we have to remember to empower others, and that includes men. Feminism is not about uh, superiority. It is about uh, equality for everyone. And as such, we want to make sure that as empowered and strong women, we are also empowering our partners, whether they be male or female. And so in this situation, I think it's very important for us to listen to the wisdom that she has to bring and uh, I'm speaking as well for myself because this is certainly something I know I'm going to learn a great deal from, and I am personally excited about it. So I hope that you will plan to tune in. Again, that's going to be January 11th at 3 p.m. Central. We'll be talking to Valerie Green, and I hope that you will tune in for that and certainly mark your calendars to do so. And the second guest that I will have up, a special guest um, that I will have, is Jamie Lerner. And she is going to be speaking to us on February 8th at 3 p.m. Central. She is a co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You. I'm super excited to have her on. Um, Let me just read her bio to you, and and you'll get equally as excited, I'm sure. Jamie Lerner, co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, can put a fresh spin on just about anything that anyone throws her way. Her unique and masterful ability to reframe even the most difficult situations is astounding. All of a sudden, your biggest nightmare becomes your greatest pleasure as she lovingly helps you sift through the contrast and find that small opening of light that quickly becomes your greatest jumping off point for clarity. Unassuming, reassuring, and seemingly without any sense of ego, Jamie Lerner is able to put everyone and everything at ease. Jamie Lerner is an asset to any corporate setting. She is easily able to untangle the issues at hand and move right along into helping facilitate a solution-based platform for creative, productive, good-feeling, collaboration, and change. She can most often be seen working with individuals, children, adults, and couples, as well as small groups. And she never positions herself as an expert of anything and is always reminding you, that it is you who best knows yourself and what is best for you. And I love that. Um, I love that, you know, she's letting you be your own guru. That's definitely essential. And just incidentally, she is a Chicago resident, and so she will be speaking to us from the Windy City. And, again, that will be February 8th at 3 p.m. Central. And when I say the Windy City, let me just say, I live in Lubbock, Texas, which I consider to be a pretty windy city. So, um, I, I, it's, honestly, I just I think, you know, maybe we could probably uh, at least go head-to-head with Chicago for that title. Anyway, again, mark your calendars, February 8th, 3 p.m. Central, for Jamie Lerner as well. That's going to be another fabulous show, and I'm, I'm, again, just very excited about that guest. And if you would like to learn more about her, you can always go to her website as well. It's www.jamie-learner.com. You can get more information there and, and, again, set your calendars so that you can tune in and hear all that she has to offer. So those are two really big shows coming up, Valerie Green, January 11th at 3 p.m. Central, and Jamie Lerner on February 8th at 3 p.m. Central. And, of course, both shows on Wednesdays. So the next Wednesday, just before I uh, get into this today, because I'm not sure I'll have enough time at the end to remind you, um, we, of course, will be doing 
as usual, our first Wednesday of every month, Psychic Wednesday, with Elizabeth Harbin. We had quite a few calls last month, or at the beginning of this month, apologies, um, and as such, not everyone was able to get on with their questions. So I highly recommend that you set your calendars now, make sure that you call in 3 p.m. Central. You can call in a little sooner if you'd like, a little earlier than that. You'll have to hold, <laughs> but you can certainly call in a little bit sooner than 3 p.m. Central to make sure that you're first in line. And certainly call in early so that we can get to you quickly. Um, the faster that um, I know that there are a line of callers, the quicker I can uh, discern how much time we have with each person. Of course, everyone has one question. Please call in with your question ready and so that you can speak to Elizabeth and, and get your answers. And again, I want to let you know that you can always find Elizabeth Parvin on Facebook, and you can go uh, check her out there. You can um, always reach out to her if you would like to set up something for uh, paid reading, which will be anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, and she can set that up with you outside of the show. Otherwise, our readings on the show are free, and as always, they are anonymous. Now, to the show today. Again, we're talking about welcoming endings and new beginnings. Again, this is a show divinely designed for the new year. And as all of you know, uh, man, there have been a lot of endings uh, already. And it's, it's something that has just really honestly blown my mind. I, getting on social media and finding out daily of some, you know, icon that we have lost in the year 2016 and it doesn't seem to be letting up even though we're just a few days shy of the end of this year and yet it still keeps hitting us uh we lost carrie fisher yesterday and um and certainly she was a feminist and a woman who empowered many women also an advocate for mental health and you know i just it's a loss. It's always a loss. Every time we lose someone, it's a huge loss. But these these people that have inspired us um, for decades and have done so much for the world, George Michael, who we're learning, um, did more than most of us even knew. Uh, we all recognized him as a pop star, a pop icon. Um, and certainly uh, he was a hero to many in the LGBTQ, in the LGBT community. And uh, honestly, I, I always admired his music and certainly his style and uh, the sense that he had about him that was just a precious soul. I think that we could all see that. But also, he was a philanthropist. He seemingly um, gave so much money to charity and uh, many causes, and I, I never knew that. And that says something, too, that he kept all of that very quiet. But it wasn't for show. It was, you know, simply because he was an altruistic man, and that's a beautiful quality. Um, and, of course, as I've mentioned many times, we lost Prince, Prince Rogers Nelson and um, David Bowie and uh, so many others. And just it just, like I said, the hits just keep on coming. And so we've been saying goodbye to many people this year. And that's a difficult thing. Even if you're not connected to these people personally, they're not a part of your family. That doesn't mean the pain of the loss isn't any less. In fact, sometimes I'm not sure that it's not necessarily more painful, but certainly a little bit more confusing in that we can't necessarily attend any funeral services. So closure 
little difficult for us. Um, in the ways that we feel about these people, it's difficult to express. Well, that's one thing that we're discussing today. When we come up on the end of a new year, of, of the end of a year, and I guess in the beginning of a new year, we have an opportunity. Now, many people, as we know, you know, go out and celebrate um, the end of the year and the beginning of the new year by getting trashed to a local bar or going to a party, uh, you know, a New Year's Eve party. Now, no judgment on going to a party and and celebrating the end of this year and celebrating the beginning of a new one. Um, I No judgment there. However, there is an opportunity for each of us, even if we choose to go out and celebrate um, with, with other people and, and be around um, a celebration of sorts, there are opportunities to have a different kind of celebration. And there's also opportunity to have, even with just yourself, a ceremony of sorts to end the year 2016 and welcome in the new of 2017. And we have Elizabeth Harbin on the show quite often. She's always discussing the fact that um, 2016 was a nine-year, which was endings. Interestingly, as we just mentioned, there's been many endings, but also um, that the fact that 2017 is a one-year uh, new beginnings. And so we are we are literally, quite literally coming up on a situation where we are ending the endings year and coming into the beginning of the new beginnings year. Uh, it's a very interesting thing that's happening in the world and a very interesting thing that's happening with the energy in the world. And that's why I think so many things are happening and shifting so much energy. And from my personal opinion, and of course, no one has to buy this. I'm not an expert on any of this either, but in my personal opinion, um, we are losing quite a few iconic people, and not all of them. I mean, quite a few of them were pretty young to be passing from this earthly plane. In my opinion, um, there is such a great shift happening. The world is changing in so many ways. Um, there are some who believe that many of these individuals are crossing over to be matched with their twin flames. I personally believe that many of these people are crossing over to help us from afar. And I would think that Elizabeth Harbin probably agrees with me on that, um, regardless of how they're doing it, whether it's reconnecting with twin flames, whether it's um, you know working magic from the other side, whatever is going on, it's certainly something big. I don't think I have ever seen a year that took this many famous, well-known, good-hearted people. So, and these were, again, these were all people that had a very strong impact uh, and spoke their truth very loudly and very clearly and were heroic in many ways to many people. So, that says something. There's a lot more than just coincidence there. I don't believe in coincidence. I think everything happens for a much bigger reason, and this is no exception. As of today, December 28th, Again, we are just a few days shy of saying goodbye to 2016. And as such, we have been doing these prayers recently. The prayer shows have been the orchestrated symphony of prayer. We had one um, December 12th and then one on December 21st. And again, I want to thank Elizabeth Harbin and Daniel Katsu for being guests on that show, helping along with that and, uh, and receiving the information that, that brought those shows together. Um, hopefully we will do those again. I feel somewhat led to do that. Uh, as we reach into the new year. 
for some reason, somewhere around January 21st. I don't know why. I think you could probably figure it out. Um, but I wanted to read a few prayers uh, today. And, and really, honestly, these are more like blessings. And the reason I wanted to do that is because I, I have been led, like I said, this show is divinely designed. I do not design these shows. Um, I don't do, you know, I'm, I'm an artist who does not paint. And I am a writer who doesn't write. And I have a radio show that I do not design. Again, these, everything I do is divinely designed. Everything that happens, I'm a vessel. It comes through me. It lands on the canvas. It lands on the paper. It lands on the Internet. And it lands on the air. I don't do it. Um, as such, today I have been guided to read some blessings to you, the world, and all of the listeners um, for your movement into the new year. And I want to start with an Apache blessing. May the sun bring you energy by day. May the moon softly restore you by night. May the rain wash away your worries. May the breeze blow new strength into your being. May you walk gently through the world and know its beauty all the days of your life. And just uh, FYI, I mean that one from the bottom of my heart. Um, all of my listeners and everyone in the world, I hope you know that I uh, include you in my ceremonies and in my prayers um, because that is what we are here to do. We are here to help each other. We are here to uplift each other. We are here to hold each other accountable. We are here to help each other grow. And as such, um, I keep you in my prayers and in my intentions and send love and light your way. And this particular Apache blessing really stood out to me because those are words I would love to speak to each and every one of you, straight to the heart, straight to the spirit, and that you carry these particular elements with you every day, now and through the new year. Um, the next one that I will read is uh, a world peace prayer. Um, it's called Awakening to Our Own Divinity. And this is a hope I have for listeners and everyone in the world. Everyone, whatever our religion may be, whatever our nationality or ethnic background may be, let us join hands and pray for the joyfulness of everything in creation, animals, plants, mountains, the air, the earth, and the seas. Let us pray until each member of humanity has awakened to the law of their divinity and we create true peace in this world. And the third and final prayer that I will read to you is a traditional Irish-Scottish blessing. And this is another blessing that I would like for you to take into the next few days of 2016 and certainly with you into the new year. May the blessings of light be on you, light without and light within. May the blessed sunlight shine on you and warm your heart till it glows like a great peat fire so that the stranger may come and warm himself at it and also a friend. And may the light shine out of the two eyes of you like a candle set in the windows of a house, bidding the wanderer to come in out of the storm. 
And may the blessing of the rain be upon you, the soft, sweet rain. May it fall upon your spirit so that all the little flowers may spring up and shed their sweetness on the air. And may the blessings of the great rains be on you. May they beat upon your spirit and wash it fair and clean. And leave there many a shining pool where the blue of heaven shines and sometimes a star. And may the blessing of the earth be upon you, the great round earth. And may you ever have a kindly greeting for them you pass as you're going along the roads. May the earth be soft under you when you rest upon it, tire at the end of the day. And may it rest easy over you when at the last you lay out under it. May it rest so lightly over you that your soul may be out from under it quickly and up and off and on its way to God. Thank you for listening to those prayers. I know um, some of you uh, may really honestly need to hear that, and I hope that it reached whomever needed it most. Um, Moving on into what we are discussing today, uh, as we come to these endings, we've got so many um, people we've lost, both iconic and then, of course, our personal family members and friends. I've seen many people losing um, friends and family, and, of course, that is extremely difficult. Uh, This year has been filled with many endings, endings of relationships, endings of careers, endings of life stages, endings of life itself, and that in the earthly form. (laughs) Um, I know that this is all quite difficult, Um, We're having even an ending of a political administration, presidential administration, and transitioning into a new one. Some of that, uh, for some of us, is uh, definitely a bit unnerving and certainly unknown. And as such, this can be an anxiety-invoking time. There is a lot to take in, an overwhelming amount of intense events occurring throughout the world. Standing Rock is still an ongoing movement. Um, Actually, some activity is heightening there. Recently, um, there were people who were shot at by police forces and arrested uh, for visiting Turtle Island, which is the sacred burial ground of the ancestors. And... Uh, So there are still things happening there as well. And then, of course, all around the world, uh, we have news stories coming in constantly that tell us of more unrest in the world and more, quote-unquote, evil. And I have said before, I feel like we are coming up on a battle of good and evil. And and we are in a time where a shift, transition is happening and... We are super beings. We have superpowers. And one of those superpowers is prayer. And we can certainly gather together in prayer and send our intentions, use our powers, and shift the world in the way that we wish it to go. Um, Everything from moving us from the fossil fuels of hell to the clean energy sources of heaven um, to shifting the hearts of men and women who are currently engaging in cruelty and destruction. We do have that power. Uh, To let us believe we don't is an act of oppression. 
to tell yourself you don't is an act of self-sabotage. We do have superpowers. We can change things. Knowing that is important coming to the end of this year and moving into the next. And let me tell you why. Because when we come to the end of a year, we have an opportunity, as I said earlier, to come together with our friends, family, or just ourselves. And I don't say just as to minimize that. We are our own best friend. We are our own family. We, we really don't have anyone if we don't have ourselves. So when we come together with friends or family or with ourselves, we can have a ceremony of sorts um, to welcome the endings that are occurring and that have occurred and that we wish to occur in our lives and in the world around us. And we can welcome New Beginnings 2017. And that can be for ourselves and the world around us as well. We have an opportunity to use these superpowers because when we do so collectively, we have the ability to move mountains. And when you think about it, when everyone around the world is celebrating the new year, and I know that different cultures and different time zones, obviously, but different cultures have a different, uh, they recognize the new year on a different day. But a vast majority of us throughout the world celebrating the new year, um, all in that same state of mind for that time period, even if the time period is 24 hours, um, all in that same state of mind of welcoming endings and new beginnings, think about the possibilities we have if we all come together in a ceremonial effort with prayer and um, the ability to write down that which we do not wish to carry with us into the next year, the personal elements as well as the worldly ones, and set our intentions to release those and to renew ourselves and restore a sense of compassion, forgiveness, hope, faith, love, anything we wish to carry with us into the new year. It's a vast, a vast amount of possibility for the world, not just us as individuals and not just our friends and family who join us, but a world, our entire world has uh, an intense amount of power and ability to shift and change things. Remember, as I said when we talked about um, some of these little themes in my, in my thoughts right now, um, with Skylar Liberty Rose during our tea time, which we will be scheduling another one of those soon, either on the 18th or the 25th, I will let you know. Um, but we discussed the fact that, you know, there are more of us than them. And when I say them, I mean the powers that be that uh, quote-unquote control uh, how the world is run and what, what occurs in the world and the course that we take. Well, there are more of us than them. All we need to do is rise. All we need to do is know that. Empower ourselves, use our superpowers, believe that we are super beings, and know that the only reason we have been told otherwise is because we are. And so we should not tell ourselves otherwise either. And if you don't believe me, well, what could it hurt to try? So I'm going to give you a couple of options for ceremonies. 
Um, of course, you can include your own cultural ceremonies. Everyone that I'm speaking to has a different view of what ceremony is. For some, it looks more like a wedding. It looks more like a church ceremony. For some, it's more, um, more of a native event, and it involves sage, and it involves chanting. Um, there are different ceremonies and different ways to bring in the new year and say goodbye to the old one. And certainly, I'm not trying to advise any of you to do anything outside of your culture. I am advising many of you to do something outside of your comfort zone. Uh, gross doesn't happen in the comfort zone. It doesn't happen in the comfort zone for you as individuals, and it doesn't happen for the world. So let's all step outside of that, self-included. This year, let's do something different. If you're always going to parties, well, either change the party or do something different for yourself. And if you want to have the party, then include something like this for your friends. And trust me, if they think you're weird, well, weird is wonderful. More importantly, who cares? Because there are bigger things at stake here than your personal reputation of being weird. And quite frankly, weird's a compliment, in my opinion, because in the world of normal, if you're weird, then you're doing something right. That's just my opinion. So I'm going to give you a few of the traditional New Year ceremonies from different Native American perspectives. And uh, then I'm going to give you some opportunities to do something, you know, specifically for you. And you can alter and change these any way you wish. Again, it's your life. You are the guru. You get to add to it whatever you want to. Um, You can change and shift these things, make it unique. Um, bring in your own culture and your own uh, sense of magic and your own uh, whimsy and and create something special for you. This is an opportunity, remember, to give your family, yourself, your friends, um, a new tradition, something new. Um, The world needs that. We all need this new energy. And what a better way to bring in the new year than with new energy and new traditions. So the first one I'll share is a Hopi tradition. Uh, this is I'm just going to read this straight from I'm, I'm getting this from onetribal.com, and so you can you can go to that site if you want to get some more information about uh, New Year's traditional New Year celebrations. Celebrating their New Year on December 22nd for the winter solstice, the Hopi have the solial ceremony to symbolize the second phase of creation and the dawn of life. The ceremony is meant to help turn the sun back toward the summer to implement life for the new year. Lasting up to nine days, the Hopi make many prayer objects, have many rituals, pass down lessons to newer generations, and have a feast at the conclusion of the celebration. So again, this particular one begins on the 22nd, but runs for nine days. And so it runs into what we traditionally see as the new year, and so if you want to do something that, you know, like maybe even start today, tomorrow, uh, next year maybe start it earlier, but if you want to do something for yourself and your family, your friends, that brings in um, something similar to this, and again, you can create your own uh, ceremony, but if you wanted to start something that was more than just one day, I think that's awesome uh, to do something like that to create 
an opportunity for your, your children, your friends and family to to really make this uh, ceremonial and really make it a big deal, because it is a big deal. We are ending a year, moving into a new one. The energy shifts, uh, the, everything changes, and it's an opportunity to to change things in our lives and in the world. So how great would it be to start this a little bit earlier and really make this fun and um, meaningful for the whole family and, and yourself? Another one I'll share with you is from the Iroquois. Considered a celebration of new beginnings, the Iroquois tribes have a nine-day celebration called the Min- Midwinter Ceremony or the New Year's Ceremony taking place in either January or February, depending upon the lunar cycle, the Iroquois have many different rituals that take place over the festival. The events that occur during the ceremony include the Great Feather Dance, a a dream-sharing ritual, peach stone game, and more. The end of the festival concludes with a speaker that presents the summary and Thanksgiving with the tribes. At the end, members are purified as the new year is finally welcome. So those are a few uh, nine-day ceremonies that uh, give you an idea of just how meaningful this transition is for all cultures and certainly Native cultures. And we're certainly learning a lot more from our Native culture and how we can heal ourselves and the world, the planet, our human family. So here is a tip we can take from them starting now making something that we may have taken for granted a lot more meaningful in our lives and in our families and with our friends. And then I wanted to share with you, this is something a little closer to what I do every year, and I'm going to share my personal ritual with you as well. Um, But on beforewinds.com, you can go to this particular site as well. Uh, There is a blog there by Dr. Alberto Viodo, and I hope I'm not butchering his name, but um, if I am, apologies. This is how to create a shamanic fire ceremony. Now, this is a little closer to mine, if I consider mine a fire ceremony, uh, but it's got my own spin on it, um, as I tend to do everything <laughs> in a unique way. But I'm going to read a little bit from this just to explain why a fire ceremony is so powerful. Fire allows for rapid transformation. It provides the avenue to let go of the old story and drama, to transform, to renew, and to be reborn. Through fire ceremony, you honor your lessons and old belief structures by placing them in the fire and turning them over to spirit. By releasing these old patterns and beliefs into the fire, You heal deeply at the level of the soul without having to experience them at the literal and physical levels. And this particular ceremony is something that Native Americans do. Um, Certainly, it's a powerful ceremony and it's something that you can easily do with friends and family. Um, And this can be a community event as well is something you can create uh, either inside, you know, around the fireplace or even outside if you have a safe area to create fire. Um, Certainly you want to make sure that this is safe. (laughs) So if you have a safe area to create fire, um, 
then you can do that outside. And if you will go to this site, thefourwinds.com, and again, you can look up um, just Google fire ceremony or search the site uh, for fire ceremony, you can get this information. This particular author um, gives you ways to prepare the fire so that you are able to create a sacred fire. And also um, ways to make the fire friendly, which I find very interesting. So you might want to check this site out. Again, just go to the fourwinds.com. You can search. They have a little a search option, and you can uh, search fire ceremony, and you'll get this information. Um, one thing that fire ceremony, or one way that the fire ceremony is used is in, in Reiki, um, Many Reiki masters, people who are in the Reiki community, uh, do what's called a burning bowl ceremony. And this is another way to end the old year, bring in the new year. And I'm going to read from ReikiLifestyles.com. Again, if you want more information, just go to ReikiLifestyles.com, the burning bowl ceremony. And I'll read to you what they describe the burning bowl ceremony to be. The burning bowl ceremony is a kind of fire ceremony that has been used in various traditions for a number of years. The Reiki burning bowl ceremony involves using Reiki while writing the negative conditions that you would like to release from your life on a piece of paper, burning the paper in the bowl, which turns your prayers to smoke and sends them to the creator on the Reiki bridge of light. The purpose of the ceremony is to release old patterns beliefs, or experiences, or anything that impedes you from realizing your true self. By sending the old unwanted conditions up to the creator in the smoke, you clear the way for beginnings. The second part is to focus your attention on what you would like to create in your life. Write those intentions on paper, burn that paper, and send your prayers to the creator to manifest them. And I love that. And that's actually kind of close to what I do as well. Again, neither of these are exactly like what I do because I kind of, as I do with religion and and spirituality, I just kind of take from different things, aspects that I like and create my own little style. And that's what I've done for a New Year's ceremony as well. Now, if you're interested in the burning bowl ceremony, again, first of all, for more information on it, you can go to... um, ReikiLifestyle.com. There's great information on this site, by the way. If, you, if you're interested in Reiki and learning more about it, great information here. And remember, um, you can get a lot of training and information from Elizabeth Harbin as well. You can always contact her. Annette Bingham was Reiki master. She was our ex-co-host. You can still contact her. Um, you can even contact her through the Girl Power Hour site if you want more information on Reiki as well. They both have that. But this site gives you a lot of information. And if you want the burning bowl ceremony information for your new year, um, then you want to make sure that you check this out and just search the site for the burning bowl ceremony. This particular article is by Colleen Benelli. And again, um, if you're interested in attending a burning bowl ceremony, go to Facebook, go to the events page, or just search uh, Facebook for burning bowl ceremony and see if there's one in your area because there are so many, and you could quite possibly easily attend. As I have mentioned, Elizabeth Harbin being on our show many times, um, 
she created a burning bowl ceremony event. If you live in the Plano area or the Dallas area, um, Dallas-Fort Worth, you're certainly welcome to go to Facebook and check out her burning bowl ceremony event and RSVP. Um, It's Sunday, January 1st, 2017 at 3 p.m. Central to 6 p.m. Central. And it's at Teakwood Estates in Plano, Texas. And I'm going I'm to give you some information here so that you know what she's saying about the event. She says, are you ready to write your intentions? Are you ready to release your blocks so that 2017 will be your year? Then join us on New Year's Day. We will have black-eyed peas and cabbage. And that's awesome. How cool is that? And much more. Bring a dessert or treat for sharing. A love offering of $10 because they're limited to 10 RSVP. The burning bowl ceremony is a fire ceremony that helps us to release the old unwanted conditions or events in our lives. It clears the way for new beginnings. It is a wonderful way of letting go. And then she also says that they're going to have 2017 mojo backs. Then they'll learn what crystals to keep with us during Mercury retrograde. So, so much fun to be had there and just a lot of really good releasing and welcoming of the new year. So, there's an event that you can attend in Plano, Texas, if you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. That's the Burning Bowl Ceremony that would give you an opportunity to introduce yourself, maybe your friends and family, to this particular ceremony that I've mentioned today. And again, if you don't live in that area, then you can always get on Facebook and search for a Burning Bowl Ceremony near you and just join the event and then uh, go to it and, and do something new. What a great opportunity to do something new. Um, As for my personal ceremony, I will share this with you. Every year, um, I guess since 2006, (laughs) I have done something different than what I used to do pre-2006, which was, you know, go out, party, drink, all of that. Um, Of course, I'm sober now. And... um, so I, and it wasn't even sobriety that took me from that particular event because, you know, there's always alcohol-free champagne. But it was just that I wanted something more meaningful and uh, I needed something more meaningful for my own spirituality, my own personal growth. And uh, it just, it makes a bigger impact in your life when you create ceremony in your life, regardless of what it's for. If, if Christmas or holidays that you celebrate during um, December, uh, whatever they may be, it becomes ceremonial for you. It becomes more meaningful for you. And it brings spirituality uh, back into your life, which is part of our holistic being and something that we all really need to heal and reconnect to. And so this is one way to do that, bringing the ceremony. And it's also a way, Elizabeth Harbin's mentioned many times about how we are meant to come back to the tribe. One very important way to return to the tribe is to introduce ceremony into our lives and make these transitions more meaningful for ourselves and our families and our children and the world around us. It also you know, brings in the concept of prayer and intention, it opens up our abilities, it reawakens our spirit, and it ignites those superpowers that I keep talking about that we all possess. So my personal um, ceremony began as a fire ceremony, and I took that from a reading that I did 
uh, on Native culture, trying to reconnect to my Native culture because I uh, want to so badly um, and did not have opportunity growing up. So I was doing quite a bit of reading and stumbled upon the fire ceremony and began doing that every year, um, December 31st into January 1st. Um, It has somewhat, like I said, evolved into my own unique event and my own unique ceremony. Um, Did, in the beginning, use an actual fire, uh, and it was similar to a burning bowl because I did use a bowl and um, I did write my intentions and I did burn them in the, in the bowl. Uh, now I have done something a little different and this is an opportunity. And again, I, I can go back and forth uh, depending on just how ceremonial I'm feeling. And, and when I say that, I mean like if I want to stretch it out through the day or if I'm just going to do something closer to midnight, um, it just depends on how I'm feeling and what I'm needing this year. It, may take two days. <laughs> this has been quite a year. And uh, and I'm hopeful that we have something really shifting and, and magnificent and magical in store for us in 2017. So it may take a little more time to uh, put those kind of intentions out. But certainly, however you do this, um, one way that I evolved it was to get two little tea light candles um, and light one depending on what kind of tea light candles you get, you can always check to see how how long they burn. The particular ones I had were 60-minute burning time. So on a 60-minute burning time, then you would light it at 11. At 11 o'clock, I would write down uh, what, 11 p.m., write down what you to let go of and light that candle and then I, I burned the candle on top of, like I would just put my little list there, and I would set the tea light candle on top of the list. And then during that hour that that candle was burning, I would uh, pray and think about the intentions that you know of releasing those particular things. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what would you be releasing? Like clothes? No, like. If you're struggling with insecurity or self-sabotage, addiction, um, if you're struggling with fear that's holding you back, resentment, um, anger, anything that's really uh, eating away at you or holding you back somehow, keeping you from moving forward, these are things that you would want to release. And so you write those things down. Now, of course, when we're talking about deep-seated resentments and addiction and um, emotions that come from traumas that have occurred in our lives, of course, we're going to have to do more than a simple fire ceremony. This is going to take action. So that's going to come in the beginnings part. Um, So, and I'm not discounting the ceremony for people out there who think that I think it's passive. I don't. Um, nor do I think ceremony is passive. They're both very powerful. But I'm also aware that just like at Standing Rock, they didn't stay in their homes and pray. They went to Standing Rock and stood and uh, and fought and prayed. Um, and fighting with prayer, but still there, physically there, acting. And so it takes action as well. So 
for the first part, write those things down. Set the tea light candle lit at, again, whatever the burning time is. Uh, if it's a 30-minute burn, then light it at 1130. If it's, a, if it's an hour burn, light it at 11. And then say your prayers and speak your intentions and, and really honestly take that hour to speak. If you're doing this with friends, um, you can do this with a fire. You can light a fire like a fire ceremony. You can light a fire in the fireplace or whatever at a specific time. You can everybody go around the room, write everything down they want to release, speak those release, you know, speak the release, speak the intention, share some experiences of why you want it released, how it's holding you back. It can be as deep and meaningful as you wish it to be. It can be really emotional, be really beautiful that way. Um, or you can do the candles as well. Everybody has their own tea light candle. Everybody lights it. Everybody writes down what they want to release, set their candles down, start talking about why you want to release it, go around the room, you know, how, however you wish to create it. And then at midnight, um, if it's in a fire, then you throw your intentions into the fire. You throw, or not your intentions, throw those releases, the things you wish to release into the fire. Um, if you are doing a candle, then blow the candle out, uh, or you can, if you have a bowl next to you, um, next to these candles, you can light the list that you're releasing on fire using the candle, and then obviously put the burning pieces of paper into a fire-safe bowl uh, next to you, and then blow the candle out. It's all just a ceremony. It's all a ritualistic way of saying, I release this. I want the smoke to take this uh, away, and I release it. If you burn sage at the same time, then you want to just continue to burn that sage and let that move all of that negative stuff out, the things that you want released. It moves it out um, and takes it out a north-facing door preferably, but any window or door that you can keep open, make sure you send it out into the universe and out somewhere else where it becomes something um, more beautiful and light-filled into the world. And then at midnight... Uh, if you're doing the candles, you light the second candle, and under that candle, uh, you write what you want for the new year, the intentions for your new year, what you want to bring in, the beginnings that you're looking for. Um, if the addiction was a situation, for instance, then treatment. You know, I, I want to seek treatment in the new year. I want to start my life anew. I want to get sober. I want to get recovery. So, Treatment, sobriety, recovery. Those are three you'd want to write down. And then, you know, uh, so forth and so on with any other situation you're struggling with. And um, you, if you're doing a fire, uh, again, if you're doing, you know, uh, like you have a big fire built, well, then when you release the others that you throw into the fire, then you would just keep a list of the things you want and speak those as well. And at midnight, you can throw those into the fire as well and let that smoke carry if you're doing the candle. I just light the candle and set it on top of my list. And I don't burn that list. I don't burn that list because that list stays with me to remind me of what I want for the new year. But I do let that candle burn, and I do speak those intentions out loud, and I do talk about um, those things that I want and why and that I deserve them, and I talk to myself, and I say prayers, and I burn sage and frankincense and bring in the new. And um, I keep that list with me in a special place. 
You might have a box that you want to keep, and maybe even, you know, every year you might want to burn the old one or you may want to keep it. It's all really, you know, tailored to fit you. And I love that option. Uh, For me personally, it fits. For type A personalities, maybe not. But for me personally, it fits to have an option to make it your own. Um, If you're creating it for yourself and your friends and your family, then make it your own. And this is, again, just a way for you to make this a more meaningful ceremonial time of year because this is an important time of year. It is something to take seriously. Um, Of course, there is celebration in these ceremonies as well. If you do this with friends, it's still very um, festive and certainly uh, celebration. And I can't imagine what would connect friends more than to be honest about what we want to release and what we want to bring in and why. And to be able to actually open up the ability to be emotionally intimate with our friends, well, that only deepens our friendships and our communities and our families. Uh, how wonderful would it be to do this with your kids? How, you know, how wonderful would it be to have them open up honestly and let you know what they want to let go of uh, from their year and from their lives and what they want to bring in? It really is a beautiful opportunity. And I do hope that you'll consider bringing in ceremony for your new year and and learning how to um, create new traditions and meaningful traditions for you, your friends, your family, your community. Um, it's just so vital and certainly necessary as we move into the shift that is happening uh, currently and that which will continue to happen in the new year. We really, really need it. It's healing for us as individuals and for the world. And, of course, we cannot heal the world if we don't start by healing ourselves and then healing the people in it. So this is how we start. I wanted to read one more thing to you before we move into the new year because I won't be speaking to you again until January 4th. And so I wanted to share with you... um, One more thing that takes us hopefully into a new year and a a new way of of being and feeling and thinking. I I know there's a great deal of um, change happening. I know there's a a lot of fear involved, and I do want to encourage everyone to um, release that fear for sure because although there is a lot of unknown, unknown always presents an opportunity and although we may be uh, we may have a tendency to be fearful of the unknown, we need to learn to be excited about it because it really truly is the way we look at things that decides how things will be. Our intentions are powerful. Our intentions And if you believe prayer is powerful, then you know that the mind is powerful and you know that our thoughts are powerful. So if we walk around fearful, we have something to fear. But if we walk around excited and hopeful, then we have something to be hopeful and excited about. So here is a New Year poem. This is from the World Healing Prayers website that I told you about, worldhealingprayers.com. And these are the last words I will say before I end this show. 
And I have one reminder before I let you go. Again, tune in for uh, Elizabeth Harbin's Psychic Wednesday on January 4th at 3 p.m. Central. If you have a question for your new year and new beginnings that you're hopeful to see, then certainly call us. And remember to call in early. 3 p.m. Central is when it starts. You can call as early as 5 till. 602-753-1589 is our call-in number. I'm going to say that again, 602-753-1589. Write that down. Mark your calendars. January 4th, 3 p.m. Central. Elizabeth Harbin will be doing free psychic readings. The calls are always anonymous. I only see the last four digits of your number. When you call in, make sure you have your question ready. But remember, what a great way to start the year, calling in, getting some information for the new year and seeing if your ceremony of letting go and bringing something new in has worked. And now, here we go. A new year poem for 2017. Under the glorious canopy of redwood trees, a new year peacock dances. Sun and moon rise into the blue sky. The earth grows and happiness increases in this new year. And so it is. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And I hope you do have a beautiful ceremony and start a new tradition or continue with the old. Whatever brings you peace and hope, I hope that you will enjoy time with friends, family, quality time with yourself, and get involved in the shift that we as a people and as a world are creating. And please, please remember, you are super beings. You have superpowers, and you can change this world. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you will tune in next Wednesday. Until then, have a wonderful day and a wonderful week and a wonderful new year.